Father, we just thank you right now for all things. Thank you for the good life, oh God. Thank you for just all that you, <laughs> you are doing and you are going to do today, God, in the rest of this service. And God, you did already bless us, oh God. You, show up, you showed yourself through testimony, through the word of prayer, and God, and through the songs that came forth, oh God. And now we just, we're so grateful, oh God, to you. And thank you for your anointing. I allowed you to move me out of the way. You take control of my whole being right now at this time and this hour. Take control of my speech, my mind, my eyes, everything, oh God, and just use me until you use me up, oh God. And I thank you for it right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I'm just grateful for you, oh God, because if it had not been for you, resurrect being from the earth, oh God, that we would not even have the opportunity to even be standing here. We would not even have an opportunity to receive you as Lord and Savior. But because of your, your promises, now here we are. Here we are. The word is true. The word is right. And it's right all by itself. And we thank you for it right now. And so now, God, speak to us right now in the name of Jesus. I need a word, Lord God. I need a word that's going to move my heart and move my spirit and move my soul, God, so that I can go on through until we get to Wednesday night, oh God. And maybe even further than that, until we can come back here again on Sunday morning, oh God. I need a word that's going to motivate me, God, even the more, God, solidify my soul, God, to the point where I I can make it throughout this week, oh God, in the name of Jesus, with a smile on my face, sharing your goodness, oh God, and just enjoying your presence in the name of Jesus. And God, I thank you right now for all things. Thank you for your anointing and thank you for your Holy Ghost, because without that, I can do nothing. Thank you right now, but Jesus. So have your way now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right. Okay. Well, um, we all had scriptures and stuff that we had to do, 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 and do, and do. And, and I'm going to be talking to you out of Genesis. I've got my King James Bible, um, so I won't be able to exactly tell you what page for you. I want you to turn to Genesis, the 22nd chapter. And basically, that's where I'm going to stay at. Uh, you'll hear me you'll hear me reference a few other scriptures, you know, but uh, they are just going to basically be references. But you can write them down if I call them out. So, uh, and so here in Genesis, the 22nd chapter of Genesis, amen. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I remember Sister Linda was talking about how reading Genesis was like, was like, a, like a real story. It's like a, a movie. It's, it, it, it's <laughs> man, as I, as I, and, you know, and, and I've read these, I've read this chapter, these, this, this, well, I've read this book on numerous occasions, but for some odd reason, uh, this time reading it, I have a different insight. It's just like me sitting up watching a motion picture and, you know, or sitting up watching a short movie, because each time I read a different chapter, there's something different, but yet it still is it's the same thing that's going on. And, and so I got overwhelmed, you know, when I got to, to I, well, my chapter is 22, but I went back to 21, you know, and I know, uh, so the people talking about 21 and stuff with Sarah, Abraham and Sarah, and all of that good stuff, you know, and, and, uh, and you know, but it's, since we've been in this book, man, it's been like, oh my God, it's like, my God, you know, and, 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 you know, the ironic thing about this is that, is that, I'm looking at this book and what I what I was reading, I, and and I said, "Dang, this is what's going on right now." Exactly. 
Well, yeah. If you want to read, if you want to see a good movie, read the book of Genesis. Yeah, you hear what I say? If you want to see a good movie, read the book of Genesis. That's all you got to do is read it, and it will come alive to you. The more you read it, the more it come alive. Now, here you go. I gave y'all a chance enough to get it. All right, first chapter, verse number one, and it says, and it came to pass after these days, this is the King James Version, that God did tempt, <laughs> that God did tempt, see, it came to pass after these things, after what had happened, you know, with Sarah and everything like that, you know, it was time for testing. And God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, behold, here am I. I like when he do that, here am I, you know. <laughs> and he said, take now thy son, thy only son, Isaac. You know, David got a son named Isaac, and he was up, he was up in the rampart about that thing. Whom thou loveth, okay, and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. I'm I just want you to go now. I want you to get your son, your only son, the one that I had already promised that you would get in your later age, the age at your later latter age of life, which was at 99, he was born at the age nine. See? David. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> your friends be saying, hey, buddy, what you working with? You know, they got a commercial about that, about, about uh, oh, what's that, the baseball player be on that commercial and other, other guys be talking about, I can't remember the name of it right now. There you go, new genius, you know. We working, Abraham was working with some new genius or something he was working with, you know, because he was potent. Yeah, but you know what? But see, you know, we talk about, we talk about that, uh, uh, you know, and I don't want to have no more children because I'm old, you know what I'm saying? I said the same thing. I don't want children. I want to travel. You know what I'm saying? Y'all say that too. Women, you women, y'all say the same thing. I don't want to have no children because I'm 35. I'm 40 years old. You know, I done reached the age where you women ain't supposed to have no children. But according to this, she was 90, 90. years old. Yeah. But she cried because she couldn't have nothing to brag to that. And God said, man, I'm going to do this. I'm just going back. God said, I'm going to get to you. But yet still somebody else got it. You got somebody else got it. I got to watch you taking birth somebody else's child that the child that I was supposed to be getting. See, God has a way of doing things that kind of screw us up, make us mess up, just to see what we're going to do in that hour. Are you going to still trust me? Are you going to still love me the way you always have? Are you going to still confess the victory? See, but here it was. This is the time of God did tempt him. And, and it, said, it said God did tempt See, so what makes you think sometimes, folks, that God ain't going to tempt you, that the trials the troubles that you go through it may not be, you know, you always want to blame the devil for this, the devil for that, the devil for this. I would have did this, but the devil was in this. Oh, no, what time? It says right here. Huh? 
We don't understand why certain things happen in our life, why we go through different things. We be tempted, tempted and tried, but we don't understand totally why we, we want to blame it on the devil. We want to blame it on somebody else. I don't blame Linda because I'm going through this. If Linda hadn't been there, I wouldn't have went through that. But let it still, God chooses you for a reason because you know why? I'm going to tell you in a little bit. <laughs> and he told me, he said, look, take your son. Take your son. I got one son. And I thought about this when I was reading this, when I was going through this text. I got one son, my beloved son. I love him through life. I would give my life for him. I love my daughters too, but I got one son. And I'll never forget the fact one time when he passed out like he was dead. He was like dead. I would hold him in my arms and he won't, he won't need a movie. He won't breathe. Nothing was going on. He would turn to blue. And Donna, she was having a fit, and I didn't know what to do, but, you know, we were praying and everything, so I said, Lord, what do we do? And I'm shaking him. I smack him on his back, you know what I'm saying? We, I forgot about the CPR. We don't think about that at different times, but you know what? Because that was a time, but you know what? And, and, and the only thing I did was like, Lord, and I grabbed him, and I shook him, and he said, ah, and he started screaming. But he was blue. Because Bug used to look, he was he was real light skinned there, very light, light skinned. Bug looked like a little white boy back then, we, little baby boy. But, but he was blue. And it's a certain thing when you see your child get to the place where there's no life functioning, and he always was energetic. He ran around the house. I, he would run around when he getting ready to get a whooping. He'll run. He said, "I know what I'm gonna do, Daddy. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna tell you, you have to chase me. And I know by the time you catch me, you gonna be dead tired." <laughs> I got wise with that because I was doing that. But see, because he was real smart, even when he was a little baby. But see, you know, and I caught. I realized. I said, "You know what? I just let him run. Just like I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming." And then all of a sudden, when he get to the point where he get, <laughs> I got him. I grabbed by his back, <laughs> give him that beat. You know, about say beat him, say they won't die. But if you don't beat them, guess what's going to happen? They're going to die. <laughs> but anyway, <coughs> Moses, uh, Moses, uh, uh, God told him to take him up to the mountain. He hadn't told him what mountain to take to because there's a whole bunch. And, and, you know, and in my studying, I realized that there was a lot of places that Abraham went, stopped off. But you know what? In the midst of all these places that he stopped off and he prayed, he built an altar. And I really realized something, folks, even you on Zoom, I realized that, you know, in, in, in our life, we need to start building altars for the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Different places we need to have. I know we see the movie about the uh, war room and everything like this. And folks got all excited. I'll never forget. And they set up, went in the bathroom, went in the closet. They put stuff all on the board, sticky, sticky, and stuff like that. Like we got a prayer wall back there. But, you know, they did all these things. They did all these things, you know, but it didn't last. And I think God wants us to get to the place where we get solidified. I'll use that word solidified in a lot of things that we do with him. Because if, when we do, if we build an altar, then that's where we're going to go and praise him. That's where we're going to come when things get tough. You know, because there wasn't churches all around for them. So they used so Abraham stopped, popped, and there that was it. This is the altar, a bunch of rocks. But that was the altar. And that's where he went and met God at. I hope I'm having somebody here. I got a few more verses. 
And I got some notes here that I'm going to read to you. Now, verse 3 says, Abraham rose up early in the morning. He got up early in the morning. Sometimes it's good to get up early. Well, y'all late sleepers, you want to lay in bed all day long, all night. Oh, I can't get up out of bed. I just feel like that. It's 4.30 in the morning. It's too early for me to get up, you know, uh, until we got to go to work. We press by going to work. The man say, uh, 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 Jesse, I, I, uh, I need for you to come in at, uh, at 3 o'clock in the morning and, and look. Sir, I don't get up at three o'clock, but I need we need you. Okay, sir, I get up at three o'clock. But then the Lord said, Jesse, I need for you to get up at two thirty in the morning. Lord, you know, I got up at three o'clock yesterday morning, and two thirty is just a little bit too much for me. So I ain't gonna be able to do that. You know what I'm saying? But see, we got we we need to get up early because I know that there's a blessing in us rising up early, and because even the Bible, David said he sought the Lord early. Early, we you know we got a cliche that we say the early bird catches the worm, you know. And I come to realize that worms pop up out of the earth early in the morning. And when we was kids, we used to go fishing. We me and me and, me and Donnell, we used to go looking for, and we go out there and go out there in the yard, and we go out early in the morning and wait for them. And we see the worms coming up out of the ground. And that's when we used to pick up worms and stuff. Now we got beyond that point. We feel a glove on to pick them up and stuff. And you don't want to slime the worm on your hand. You pick them up and you put them in the bucket. And that's what we used to do. And then once we get enough worms, then we go out to the lake and go fishing. And then we come back home with the fish that we done caught and brought back to mom. Look, mom, we caught some fish and we bring them back home to you. It's a price to pay when you get up early. But it's a blessing when you do it. Amen. But listen, he says, he says here, verse, verse 3, he says, And Abraham, Abraham rose up early in the morning and said, and, 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 and saddled, saddled his ass. I ain't cussing. Uh -huh. He talked about a donkey yeah. and took two of his young men with him. He took two two young men with him. Now I, I I start thinking about these. What was he took out of all the people that he had? He chose these two these two guys to go with him. And I said, what was so special about these two guys that you picked? You know, I mean, they don't have no names. They don't talk about the names in here. He said he just took two young men with him and Isaac. His son and and cleaved and carved it and cleaved the wood for the burnt offering. He got the, got the wood for the burnt offering, and they rose up and they went into the place which the Lord had told him. Now they went into the place where God had told them. So God had already gave them where to go. You know what I'm saying? See, so you understand what it is? There's something about seeking God early. If we get God early in the morning, man, He gonna tell us exactly what to do. Amen. And all our ways acknowledge him and he'll give you some directions. Amen. So so as soon as you open your eyes in the morning, you just need to ask God for some direction, somebody. Huh? Huh? Instead of going on, going on looking at that telephone and seeing who texts you did already. Uh, 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 how many, how many uh, 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 Facebook things, Instagram that you got first thing in the morning. Instead of going on saying, you know, looking up to heaven and say, Lord, what we have for thee to do today? Hmm? And then on the third day, the third day, something about these numbers, I realized that these days, numbers and days, it, it, it sets a significant value. And Abraham, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. He opened up, he looked up, you know, I don't know. It wasn't Burger King and it wasn't Wendy's. Hmm. It won't even the Waffle House. Let alone Golden Corral. It won't near one of them places. Huh. 
And Abraham said in verse 5, he said unto, unto his young men, Abide ye here with the donkeys, the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Portance, verse 5. He said, look, you guys, now, I got you guys to come with me, but there's a place that you cannot go. And sometimes, folks, we got people that be with us, and they can't always go everywhere we go, Amen. you know, because there's a place that God wants us to go. And, and, and in that place that God wants us to go, he wants us to be there and be with the persons, the persons that's on one accord with us, that's on the same wavelength on us, right? Not the fact that they wasn't equal, because they were young men. Abraham was classified as a young man. <laughs> you know, his son was a young lad. Okay, he called son a lad. He called them young men. So they were older than him. Okay. But the fact of the matter is that God had a mission. And sometimes the mission that God has for us, we have to separate ourselves from everybody else. To get to the place where God wants us to be. And sometimes that might be leaving friends behind. Sometimes that might be leaving people that we care about the most. Because God wants to give you something that maybe in that life you will be able to help that person that you left behind. Because ain't nobody at the end of the day, nobody's going to be left behind. All right. Now, and then he says, and he says, we're going to come back. But me and my son, we got to go yonder to worship. We got to go yonder to worship. We can't worship right here. Now, mind you, Abraham no doubt built a, probably built the altar there too, you know, because I realized that most places everywhere that he went, he built the altar unto the Lord. And mostly all these men in the Bible, they did, they built altars in the Old Testament. They were, they were some altar building folks. Let me get out here. You build me an altar right in front, right out here on this driveway. You know, if you look at look at the place, the building over there, you look at them rocks over there, they're looking like an altar. You're like, what are they doing over there? You know, but it's not what God's calling for us to do. Okay, I hope I'm helping somebody. Listen, so they take the, they're going out and they're going to go yonder and worship. And then we're coming back. And in verse 6, he says, and Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon the uh, laid it upon Isaac, his son, and he took fire in his hand and a knife and they both went together so he put that wood on his back <laughs> and that's look here, here's the thing god is so he he god is so amusing man i'm gonna tell you what now here's the thing what he did he he, he told abraham what to do he got isaac okay now look isaac got the wood he got to take the wood all right abraham got the knife Isaac got the wood, and now they got to go, and they got to go. They got to go to the place to meet God, the place of sacrificing. Right. And, and, and so, can you imagine that carrying? I'm gonna talk about Isaac Johnson, since David was, if you allow me, sir. Uh, out of all the things that David, y'all, Minister Johnson, David. <clears throat> Out of all the things that David did for Isaac, and and I mean, no doubt that he was preaching to him every single day. I know he was, because I know how he is. 
you know, <laughs> he gonna put you to boy, you know, you need, you know, ain't gonna be stern. This is my son, so I can say this, you know, because I would be doing that to my son when he, when he got in trouble. When my son got in trouble, trust and believe. We told me, we told me when they got in trouble, we told him to say, look, this is it. You better turn back to God. Now you got an option because you know, this is the last option. You're not gonna be able to get out next time because I'm not gonna spend the money to do what I did. Boom. That's what we did. You know what I'm saying? Now it's up to them. But here it is. For some reason, this young fellow, he was so faithful to his daddy. He was so faithful. And he trusted his dad. He trusted his dad. See, this is another point that I see in this is that the trust that he did, that the son had in the father. I'm coming to another point now. Is that is that God? Now we can I just slip over into the New Testament just for a moment? I'll come back. Okay, because I'm feeling something. Is that God sent his son again, his beloved son, only begotten son, the only one that he had that he classified out of all the heavenly hosts, he sent his only beloved son. Even John the Baptist said, Hey, it's gonna be one. That's my cousin. That's my cousin, my first cousin. But he is so, he is so, so he is so tuned into God that I'm not even worthy to even tie his up to unloose his shoes and get him into this water. That's who's coming. But you gotta repent. But here's the other thing about that is that God offered up his son. But his son trusted his father's soul that he just said, okay, father. Even though in the midst of everything that he was going through, getting used to hanging out with D, getting used to hanging out with Miss Jackie, getting used to hanging out with Nick in, in North Carolina and, and, and Portia and little little William and, and, and Katrina and Jesse, and he was so used to hanging out with us. Now he in a place that, that he don't really want to do this, but he knows that he has to do it because the prophecy has to be fulfilled. So, because in his death comes life. In his death come resurrection. Like Nick said in the beginning, all they said was he what? Died up. That's all that mattered. No matter what went on during that time, during that time, no matter what went on, he ended up getting up. I, I could imagine what it would have probably been like, you know, having a centurion to, to guard the tomb. You know what I'm saying? To sit up there and every now and then they peek it, they peek it through a crack to see if his body was still laying there. Hallelujah. They, I can only imagine because they realized that if that seal is broken, that the king put on there, that their lives are gone. But when they fell asleep, the angels put them to sleep. And then all of a sudden they woke up and they found out that the, that the stone was rolled away. And yet and still there was nobody in the tomb. His clothes was folded up. His, everything was fixed up. But yet and still there was no Jew, Jesus there. So now what are we going to do? You ever been in that situation? Oh, <laughs> you said, oh, God, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do right now, but. But here it is. Jesus let him know. Don't worry about it. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. All right. I just had to go there for a minute. Let me go back here. And I'm almost done. My time is up. And, and here in verse 7, it says, And Isaac, and Isaac spoke unto Abraham, 
his father and said, said, my father. And he said, here am I, my son. Hmm. <laughs> he says, he says, and he said, behold, the fire and the wood, but where's the lamb? Where's the lamb? Where's the lamb? Well, um, for the burnt offering. And verse 8 says, and Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for the burnt offering. So they went, so they went both to them together. So Abraham, his faith, level of faith was at a place. In, in my notes here, it says, Abraham had that unwavering faith. You know, but, I, but see, what, what I realized is that in the midst of everything that was going on with these folks in the Old Testament, they lived lives just like us. All right. They, they were just like us. They were no different than us. And the only difference in, with them and us was we had the Holy Ghost. They didn't have the Holy Ghost. They just had God. And in the midst of just having God, they had to depend on God. And if they didn't, if you if you won't write it, you went in the temple, you got smoked. You were smitten. That's what the Bible says. In, in you know, King James, they say you were smitten. They take the priest, they, the priest, they let him go inside the temple and they tie a rope around him. And when he when, 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 if, 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 if he don't make it back, they drag him back through. <clears throat> But here in our dispensation, we have the Holy Ghost to keep us, which is the keeping power that keeps us from doing what? It don't. And sometimes we mess up. Don't get me wrong. I will not stand here and say that we don't. We do. We get mad at one another. We fuss at one another. We get mad at our coworkers. We get mad at our brother, sister, and everything like that. We all go through different things. I know I'm going through some stuff right now, but it's okay. Because God my brother always said, he always said, when he was talking about listen to his listen to his answer machine, he said, God is my co-pilot. I said, well, I told my mama, I said, well, you know what? You need to tell him, stop saying God is his co-pilot and say God is the pilot. We don't need God to be the co-pilot of my ship. I don't need him to be the co-pilot of my, uh, of my plane. I need him to be the pilot of everything that I do because if he is the pilot, then I don't have nothing to worry about because if the ship goes down, I know he's going to pull it back up. Oh, man. Y'all make me feel like I'm going <laughs> to Oh, Lord, help me, Holy Ghost. Woo! I'm feeling something here. I don't know about you, but this is this is getting me. And look, I got to close though. But listen, and in verse 9 it says, and they laid, they came to the place which God had told him of, and Abraham built an altar. See, told you. Told you. Oh, he, he built an altar there. He built the altar before he even put his son on the, on, on the block. So it was important, excuse me, It was important for him to build the altar, to build the altar before he offered up his son as a sacrifice. So in this, I believe that God wants us to begin to, 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 to reverence him and before we offer anything up to him. Amen. So we got to go into a place, a place, a place of prayer and supplication before we make any offering unto God. Hey, Ooh, Lord, help me, Holy God. Listen, 
Listen, and so he and so he did that, and Abraham built an offering there and laid the wood in order because it, it was a certain order that they had to do this. He laid the wood in order. He just didn't throw it down there like we do sometimes. Sometimes we just we just get to the place where we just we say, okay, God, here. You know, and, and God don't want your offering like that, that you can say, okay, okay, this here, take it, because God don't give us stuff like that. When God give us something, he makes sure, he makes sure it's good. I have not seen yet where God has given me something that was all messed up or it was all tore up. Somebody help me here. <laughs> and see, I know without a shadow of a doubt that when we offer the things to God in the right way, with the right frame of mind, that God's going to move in another, in a supernatural way. Y'all need, you know we need God to move in a supernatural way because it's time that we need God to, to move something else out of the way so that something else can get in the way. It's time that we need God to just open up a door that's been closed for a many years. It's time for God to touch our bodies like we've never been touched before. You know what I'm talking about. Stop asking God for a house and a car and a better job and start asking him for more of his Holy Ghost because that's what's going to take us through. Woo, Lord, help me here. Listen, and, and so here's the wood. He laid the wood in order and then, and then he looked, he bind Isaac, his son. He tied him up. See, and I was reading something about binding up. See, sometimes when we get binded up, you know what I'm saying? You I, I know when I was a kid, D, I used to lay down in the bed, and sometimes I feel something got me caught up. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. you try, I try to holler for my mama, yeah. but no sound would come out of my mouth and stuff. That's a binding up. But the binding up that God, that he was doing with Isaac was the covenant that God was making with Isaac that that, 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 that no matter what happens in your life from this point on, you're going to be blessed no matter what you go through in your life because God made a promise to your daddy. I made a promise to your ancestors. I made a promise to everybody that you don't have nothing to worry about because I am here. I am God all by myself. Somebody help me here. Woo. I told you I don't know what's going on. I feel so. And then listen, he said, he, and he, and here verse 12, he said, and he laid not thy hands upon the lad, neither. Listen, he said, listen, he didn't lay no hand on his And do he said, and look, here we go. Let me read with me. I skipped over. I'm slip, I just left with lip. I don't know. That's the verse. Look. Here. Look. And uh, verse 10. Let me go back to verse 10. And Abraham stretched forth his hand. Stretched forth his hand. And, and, and David, he took the knife to slay his son. Yes, he did. He, he, he took it. Yes, yes. Let me grab the microphone right quick. He took the knife. And he's drawn it back. Uh, I ain't got to my notes. Oh, Lord. He drawed it back. And when he drawed it back, and then the angel of the Lord called unto him from out of heaven. Look, the book said he called him from out of heaven. Oh, he knew his name. He called him from out of heaven, Linda. He called him. He called him from out of heaven. Stop. Here's, here, here, here's what he said. Look. Can I just paraphrase it for just a moment? He said, stop. He said, stop. He said, stop. You've proven yourself. You've proven your faith. You've proven your loyalty. Sometimes God just want to see where we're going to go. He want to see that we, no matter what happens, if you say go to the left, you're going to go to the left. He said, if you say go to the right, you're going to go to the right. I don't care what kind of opposition is in front of you on each side. He said, no matter what, he's going to go ahead on and do what God said do. Whew. 
So these angels, the angels, the angel of the Lord call out, call unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, he called his name two times, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I, Gabriel. Jackie, Jackie. What'd you say? D, D. What'd you say? David, David. Linda, Linda. Zoom, folks. Y'all folks on Zoom. Zoom, Zoom. Here am I. <laughs> this is real. And verse 12 said, and he said, lay not thy hand upon that lad. Don't you touch him. Now, I, I, I don't think he said it in a subtle way. Because, listen, sometimes, sometimes we got to hear a word in not a subtle way. Sometimes we think that we a word supposed to always be subtle. No, man, not all the time. Sometimes you got to be right to the point. Stop. Right. Don't do that. Right. And, I, and I, I mean, I think that the angel, the angel called from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, stop it right now. Don't you move another step. Yes, sir. And he says, he says, lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thy anything unto him. Don't do nothing. For now I know that thou fearest God. Uh-oh. It's something when we fear God. We, uh, I don't fear COVID-19. I fear God. Amen. I don't fear the Problems that's in my spine and in my back and my legs and all this stuff that my body go through. 66 years old, of, you know, and 20 years of working for 40 some years and, and being on my knees, playing sports, hitting poles and all this other stuff and just falling out of the tree. And I, we got to fear God. And He says, Seeing thou hast not withheld thy son. Thine only son from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there was something rattling in the bushes. It wasn't a lamb, it was a ram. And he had to offer up a ram to the Lord. And, and so, in my closing, maybe I'll get back to this. Uh, but in my closing today, I want you to understand that. That you have to trust God, you know, and the tests and the trials that we go through, it's okay to be tested. My, 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 my text was, <laughs> listen, uh, my text was, was that because of your unwavering faith, I have resurrected you. That, 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 was, that was the title that I was using for the day, but no matter what's going on, no matter how tough it is, no matter what you go through, trust God no matter what. We have read, we've seen it. The love of God is so gracious unto us, you know. Uh, 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 I, I tried to understand why Donna Gray Pastor, she, she always listened to uh, Joseph Prince. And I was going to come in here, I was going to imitate him today. <laughs> but you know what? No matter what, he came from out of the whatever, you know, and he's been preaching about grace, the grace of God, the love of God, and it's so powerful 
to understand how powerful is his love and his grace towards men. You know, and no matter what we've gone through, no matter how many times we fell short, we was always able to get back up. And we might have fallen, but I heard TDJ say, as long as you don't fall on your face, you are right. So we got to stand no matter what. This is just a, a, it's a, it's a true story. I mean, and, and if you don't believe it, go back and read it. You can go back and read and, and and you can read on and find out that the covenant that God made with Abraham extended to his son, Isaac. And maybe because all the different things that happened with Jacob and, and, and all that stuff that could not see, there was deceptions going on back then deeply. And I was, as I read and study, I saw all the deception that was going on. But you know what? God made a covenant with his people. God made a covenant with his people. And, and, and in my notes, it was, I was going to say to you, and I want to say it to you because I want you to understand that because of the covenant that God made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and, and on and on, guess what? We're under, we are binded under that covering. So that's why I'm excited about Free Spirit Worship Church. That seed is going to blow up. <clears throat> Folks that, that came from out of Free Spirit, man, all down in the south, up in the north, people all over, they're still a part of this covenant. And God promised that. God said, wherever we plant our feet, whatever ground that we tread on, that's to be ours. It's time for us to take that seriously now. It's the promise that he made to us that you're going to be blessed. <clears throat> All of you are going to be blessed. This ministry is going to be blessed. It's already done. And we just have to receive it. We have to see it. So I thank God, Father. Woo! Lord Jesus, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because no matter how many times we're going to be tested, and we are, and you only realize, I realize that we are tested because you, you, you have found us worthy to be tested. And it's time for us to realize that, that we are somebody, no matter what part of life we cover with whatever social environment we are a part of or financial environment god spiritual but we all are your children and we thank you oh god we thank you for dying and coming back we do we thank you for filling us with the holy ghost oh god and god we do need a refilling we do we need to come back into the upper room. We need to be overflowing with your power and your anointing. Yes, yes. So God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that I was filled today, God, yes. from your word, oh God. I thank you for that. I was over, overwhelmed by your word, oh God. And God, I thank you for just using me, oh God, once again, yes. oh God, to do what you say do. Now, God, I pray that we we would just we will just go with this, oh God like rabbits, oh God, out in the wilderness, oh God, in every direction, oh God, touching lives everywhere. Woo. And we thank you, you, that there is a word that you have planted in all of us, 
So have your way now, Lord Jesus. And we thank you. We thank you. And we thank you. And I pray right now, Lord Jesus, that even under the sound of my voice, oh God, that if anyone, oh God, that is not, have not, or may not be where they should be with you, oh God. I pray right now, Lord Jesus, as, as I pray this prayer, oh God, that they will receive you, they will be free, that you will forgive them, oh God, that we backslid, you know, we sometimes we fall back, because we all do, we all fail back here, because there was something that, something that maybe happened, we don't have to admit it, but we just admit it unto you, oh God, forgive us for that, we might have hated our brothers, we might have not liked what we say to us, oh God, forgive us for that. Not hate our brothers because that's a, that's a harsh word. Maybe we just dislike dislike something that wasn't right. Just forgive us for it right now, Lord Jesus. And oh God, if any sick, oh God, I pray that you will heal them right now in the name of Jesus. And God, then I know how your anointing is, and it will flow. It will flow throughout this place, oh God, throughout the TV, to their TV, their phones, their radios, oh God, or wherever. And God, I pray now, Lord Jesus, that you will just move. You will heal their bodies right now, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, I feel you healing me right now, even as I pray in the name of Jesus. God, I feel your anointing in this house. And, Father, I thank you right now, Lord Jesus, for everything. We are one in you, Lord Jesus, and we thank you. 